0: Welcome to the Nine Broad Podcast, where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's Word to illuminate and preserve His truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join
1: your hosts. Hey, everybody! This is Jeff Anthony and Don Campbell, and we're here with some special guests. We've got Heather and Clint Walker, and Jeff and I have our beautiful brides, Edith and Stacy. Hello. Hi.
2: Um-
1: Hola, buenos
0: dias. All right. We have a fun one today, and it's uh, about dating and singleness. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Dating and friends. So, you know, when this came up, all I can think about was the uh, Usher and Little John song. <laughs> you know, going in little seculars, like lovers and friends. That So don't listen to that song. <laughs> Well, now we have to I Cause it because it's bad. Okay. do as so. I say as I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I felt like today uh, the class felt a little bit used because we were ringing up like, hey, we need your guys' advice as parents. <laughs> you know, we have teenage teenagers, and uh, we want to talk to them about what's the purpose of dating? All right? So um, there's Here's a purpose <laughs> <laughs> a dolphin. Right. (laughs) Oh
3: my.
0: Do I have that on here? Let me see. Somebody said we needed that. Dad joke. There you go. So, um, actually, I have four switches, so we can do that. Anyways, I digress. (laughs) Um, So the course actually, they were really brilliant uh, because I think they're great talking points. So there's the view of dating for marriage, and then the view of dating for maturity, and then we brought up like, well, how can you commingle to get the real picture of it? So um, I wanted to start off with what is what should be the vision of dating? I mean, obviously, we've all been through it. We're all married. We went through that gauntlet, right? And most of us were. Woo. Probably all three of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, right, we a, should have brought a fourth guest, one that yeah. is probably a lot better than us. Right? More rooted in uh, yeah.
4: their spiritual beliefs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, uh, nobody really tells you how to date. I mean, at least I wasn't told. we I mean, just sort of been thrown into this. Mm. And um, you, depending on what your desire, your outcome is... For dating, then that's that's your goal, which is not always spiritual, which can be scary uh, to the ends that you're willing to go.
0: I mean, growing up, my parents didn't tell us at all. I mean, I had my brother telling me, and Edith will tell you he gives great advice.
2: He gives the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I brought I brought up in class one of the examples that he. Um, gave to his son his son really liked a girl and he said well you should go practice on other girls before you date this girl because then you'll know what you're doing and I said what that's the worst advice you could give your son and the damage that you're doing to these young ladies and what you're teaching him about how to view women right like you're just using them so yeah he does not give great advice so hopefully he does not listen to this podcast um, you
4: know
1: a hard family reunion (laughs) but no that's not actually different than what most people say about sex is you got to practice so you do it right anyway we'll probably get into that but just made me think of that his his advice isn't that different than most of the rest of the world yeah it's just packaged differently yeah Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's. I mean, when you talk about dating to maturity, that's what the world tells you that that is. <clears throat> from a world, from a secular worldview, dating to maturity would be to test drive all of these relationships and see what you like and what you what you like in other in your mate what um, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily what you can be doing better, but what you are looking for in your soulmate but from a biblical worldview I could see where dating to maturity would be what do I bring to relationships where am I not dying to self um how can I treat this other person with respect um and how can I be a better how can I be a better mate in the future because I think there's a lot of pushback on dating to maturity but I think we probably all look at it from a secular worldview by the, way. the
0: I'm not sure if I could have dated Edith for seven years like Jacob did. I think she would have been like, Yeah, you need to go, bro. (laughs) Nah, bro, like I don't think so. Uh, Because the Bible really doesn't speak much about dating. I I think there in Proverbs, right, it gives us more ideal of how we should be as spouses to each other. But not so much on the on the dating end. The only thing I can think of is just the part of pro- men having to prove themselves to the parents uh, for for their wife, right? For, to get their daughters.
4: So or is none. this more of a new condition, <clears throat> dating? Is this something that's more newer in like the last hundred years or so? Like- and they pointed out that, um,
0: that, yeah, pretty much courtship is no longer mm-hmm. something in, in it, that it's now just this new thing of dating. Um, basically, it's kind of like, go figure it out on your own. Uh, work courtship and I brought it up, right? It's like, don't be afraid to ask your parents for their advice and seek, because we've been through it. We know some of the hardships that are, they're going to go through. And to be like, hey, I, I know is going to do what she wants to do. And I believe our kids are going to do whatever they want to do. I did it, you know what I mean? But if my dad would had ever come up and been like, hey, you know, I think uh, you should be careful of these things, right? <clears throat> Actually, my mom once did. It's so funny. So I was dating three girls at the same time, and my mom got really upset about it, so she invited all of them to dinner on the same... (laughs) Yeah, of... oh, you know what I mean? So, uh, luckily, you know, back in the days when we had pagers, which is this little box that you would put on your hip, it looked pretty cool, just a little clip hanging out. Is
4: really, really, drug dealer?
0: That's what my mom could page me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's even cooler. laughs> yeah, so I had a pager, <laughs> so. Either. One of them actually paged me. One of them paged me, and they're like, "Hey, what am I supposed to bring for this dinner?" I'm like, "What dinner are you talking about?" And it was during wrestling season, so I was at wrestling practice, and I was like, "What?" Was like, "Yeah, your mom invited me for dinner." I was like, "Oh, okay, well, all right, cool." I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "Let me call my mom." So I go take my 25 cents and dial my home number, and my mom's like, "Oh no, there's no dinner tonight." I think I don't think she's right then I get a second page from a different, that different girl. And I was like, oh, no, I was like, no, I was like, no, that's next week. <laughs> so as payback, mom had to make three dinners, but she was trying to get me at the same time. Right. So <clears throat> so luckily for technology for for pagers. Right. So <laughs> but um my mom talked to me. She's like, you do understand how but she made it about her herself and not me. These are all daughters of my friends do you understand what you're doing mm-hmm. like their moms are not going to want to talk to me anymore
1: mm-hmm. you're
0: going to ruin my friendships mm-hmm. and I was like I go they're the one pursuing me so I don't see the oh. issue
2: oh. <laughs> so you were both <laughs> wrong <laughs> yeah. it sounds like
0: not at that age I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> but those are the things that we're, we're going to do what we want but mm-hmm. after that I didn't date three girls anymore you know what I mean? Cause yeah, just two, (laughs) six, seven, more of a challenge, (laughs) but no, but at least in, in, in what she did, it made me realize like, okay, yeah, it's not the right thing to do. Uh, So I think it's important when we date that we do ask for help and we do ask like, Oh, how should I date this person? Should I be friends with the person first before we start dating or should I just jump in to it? So, um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? What do you think courtship should come back, or do you think this, or do you in think way, it'll ever come back?
5: In a way, I do think it should. Then the parents are more involved, and it's not all left up to the kids to just figure it out. Drown. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what that would look like. Though. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not gonna like
4: go pick someone. Not an arranged. An arranged, yeah. But
5: it definitely needs to be like a step by step, like. Okay, this is how it's going to work first. You're allowed to, you know, be with that person, but, you know, maybe in this
2: surrounding and in this, you know, give it a progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was brought in class today, too. Someone <clears throat> brought that up. That's what courtship is. You know, you meet yeah. the family first, right? Yeah. I think that's what it was worded. And then it
5: progresses from there. So I think like on the boy's boundary. standpoint, especially, yeah, uh, they have, they see, okay, they're involved in this. They are caring for their daughter or son. And it puts a little bit more responsibility on the other person.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, and I thought it was great <clears throat> to have you guys here because we're all girls. You guys are all boys. Mm-hmm. And then you have both. So it's a it's a great roundabout way to look at things because <clears throat> for me, I, just, I don't have to worry about my son getting a girl pregnant. I get right. more about, your son getting my girl pregnant, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like it's a whole, we weren't arranging. (laughs) Exactly. exactly Right. So, um, because they're all different fears, but I think one of the biggest things why courtship should be important is that it puts more responsibility as us, as, as parents. And when this group gets to be parents, if God blesses them, it's important for them to, to understand that they're the example because there's no way I wanted my parents to be the example of what, and for them to pick out a wife for me. At all, just because of their issues and what they've been through. I I wouldn't want my father to tell me, hey, that's the type of woman you you should marry. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I I brought it up. um, Maybe it was personally or maybe in class. You know, my mom was like, oh, I just want you to marry a Mexican. And if Uh you don't marry Mexican, white's okay, (laughs) But don't marry Native American or blacks. So she had her own prejudice. (laughs) Right. Kind of. Right. Right. And so, you know, of course, I told my mom, mom, I love you, but you're crazy. (laughs) Right. And so to me, I was like, I'll I'll go find this out myself. I, I don't need you because you're already all sorts of messed up. So I think as we as us as parents right now to our teenagers, right, and yours to soon be teenagers is that example of those relationships that we have with each other that they would want to be like,
4: I value your your feedback. So yeah. in, instead of her bringing, like, race into it, she should could have brought it biblical and said, I don't want you to be unequally yoked when you're married, so look for girls that go to church. Look for girls that are believing the same thing you believe, because if dating leads to marriage, then you don't want to just date anyone, right? Because that could lead to marriage in, in the grand scheme of things. Right. <coughs> Sorry.
2: Okay. Yeah.
4: He's saying, don't, don't go dating Baptists.
5: Well, see, Baptist I wonder if part of her thought <laughs> process was the culture issues. Because I, not that white people don't do this too, but like when you marry a girl from a certain culture, sometimes it's like they're the most important, like, and the guy lets that happen maybe a little bit easier. So they, you know, the girl gets her choice of family get togethers and I don't know I was just wondering if that's maybe her thought
0: process or if it wasn't no 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 it's mostly um I don't know I I probably have to ask her but I don't want to bring it up you know because she already she already feels bad for a lot of things you know I'd hate to 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 bring it up but in my own it's funny it's funny (laughs) that you bring it up because Sean and I spoke about uh in vogue uh free your mind and (laughs) I Um, during that time frame, there was a lot of race wars going on at that time. Mm-hmm. So it could have been that reflection, like, because, mm-hmm. like, us growing up in, uh, in in Yuma, Arizona, it was very, this is the black section of town, and I know other cities are like this, but I'm just mm-hmm. kind of explaining. Mm-hmm. There's the black side of town, white side of town, the Mexican side of town, Mexicans and whites didn't fight, but the blacks and the Mexicans fought all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know and I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, going moving to a small farm town, you know, we didn't have black people. We had Native Americans,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they were, you know, as far as what they saw, they were lazy, they were drunk, they're, you know. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want that for my son, gotcha. okay. right? But she didn't see the other eighty mm-hmm. <laughs> percent, right? So um, I, don't, I can fall in that character too, to be like, I don't want you to. Uh, to marry a Catholic, or I don't want to just to bring in <laughs> the, what he was saying, you know what I mean? Whatever the case, just to, yeah. uh, to, to throw it back and on that. And so I, I guess maybe that's why dating is such a big thing now versus the courtship. Yeah. Um, because I, actually, when you look at courtship, it was the parents basically trying to find out who, who's higher in society, who has the money, because we don't want our daughter to end up in a bad situation. Well,
3: yeah, we were talking about <clears throat> Bible doesn't talk about dating because that wasn't part of their culture, that that every, it, they were arranged in, in a way, but they all lived in this tight-knit community where they all believed the same things. And so now we're talking about dating, like you said, we're, we're trying to identify where we are alike, and you spoke about that in class, is, is having those really hard, sometimes awkward conversations before you're married, hopefully well before engagement, everything about um finances and religion and even politics but so i think that there's a reason why scripture doesn't talk about that and just talks about marriage and it was brought up about arranged marriages not necessarily being a bad thing given if you're in a bubble a couple is in a bubble lives in a bubble they will make it they will make it work um and i it's controversial we don't want people we don't want to do arranged marriages anymore but if we're followers of christ then we're to submit to each other. And so there's an idea that uh, that's clearly outlined in marriage, it's very specific there, but that we are dying to ourselves and that we are, um, just lost my train of thought, submitting to each other. And so these differences are one, I am constantly working to seek righteousness and grow in Christ and seek my identity in Christ. And that that is going to bond us in marriage even more um, and then also I'm constantly submitting to Sean, not just because he's my husband, but because he is my brother in Christ and we are called to submit to one another. And so these these differences, and as we're testing each other and dating and trying to figure this out, that's good and everything because we live in such a diverse culture now, rather than we're all in this tight knit community. So we do need to kind of start on a baseline, but it was brought up today that I think the goal is like, what, 70% of... of, of um things that we are alike. And that helps. But I kind of agree, not necessarily with arranged marriages, but if you even start at 20%, which a lot of people, they just get together because they're lusting after each other. is what we brought up today. Um, if we turn to Christ, like we can work, we can even, we, because it's Christ, because it's God and he can do all things, we can take a 20% ca- compatibility rate. And when we submit to Christ and to each other, then we can we can move past that. I don't think that that is that should not be the model. I think dating dating to maturity in a biblical worldview is better <laughs> than trying to overcome a twenty only twenty percent
4: compatibility rate. So, are you a proponent to like a Christian dating app sort of thing, like? where it's kind of yeah. <laughs> oh. meshing you together a little bit, saying, hey, you're fitting better on paper with these people.
3: I don't know how I feel about dating apps,
4: <laughs> But, like, Christian's only, oh, there's, yeah. there's ones like that. So yeah. There's like? one called the Farmers Only. Farmers. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 but you don't know that. Mm. There's no, even like yeah. show. Like yeah. a dating a farmer
2: show. Oh, wow.
5: Yeah. Like The Bachelor.
3: Thing, right? I, that, I think, but me. that's where I think we as parents can come in as well, as mm-hmm. is helping our children have those awkward conversations and, and finding, yes, I understand that you think that she's pretty. And, and even we have a lot of things in common, but how do you, how's your relationship with Christ? Um, what do you think that the goal what is the goal of dating? What is the goal of marriage? What, how, what, what do you see your future in your future for yourself and with your, um, future spouse and it's ha- allowing them to have those conversations, even as teenagers, so that they are, because um, you said it, communication, or lack thereof, is what makes or breaks
2: couples. Mm-hmm.
3: So teaching those, teaching our children at a young age, uh, to have those conversations, I think it's vital, mm-hmm. uh, as part of dating. I
0: think. It was funny when they were talking about the compatibility. All I could think about was like, "Oh, our zodiacs don't line up. We're total opposites." <laughs> 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 right? We remember doing those tests. Like it was so funny, but like. Yeah, I was thinking about but but yet yeah, we're still here. <laughs> it's all God's grace, the hundred percent.
2: Nothing to do with money. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it was just funny because you know we secular life, be- <laughs> no, like, we do. we but do. but no, it it it, it is. No, I don't think there's anyone who's perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Just because we're mm-hmm. we're human, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're all selfish. As much as we tend, we we have to work at not being selfish. dying to ourselves right to uh, there's times right i'm sure even themselves in relationships that they're in now that they're doing things that they don't want to do just to be like i want to make you happy even though this is making me unhappy so
3: that's not dying to self let's make that clear doing something like just to make your your significant other happy is not dying to self because we can look at a lot of selfishness that comes into play there especially in dating i just want to put that out there for teens and young adults <clears throat> if someone is pushing you to do things that you don't want to do that is what jesus would not want you to do that's not dying <clears throat> to self that's not selfless selflessness but i think what what you're talking about is this well you don't like the word compromise <laughs> 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 um, but it is where we're we're following christ in that in that maybe what i don't want to do is yet what is leading me to righteousness you
4: know i mean i think i think you have to ask yourself when you're beginning this process whatever this age is dating what's the end goal i think dating to marry dating to (coughs) maturity i didn't know what that meant dating to maturity but i i I, so that's more of a secular thing is it what you're saying or is this
0: no i thought it was great um I I, I would never have thought that I would want Ariana to be too mature Um, because one, she has to find out how she has to fill the role of wanting to be a wife. And then like, if you're your sons, the role they have to play of trying to be a husband, because if you're, if you just jump in and be like, okay, we can make it work, but you don't know nothing about them. There's just so much damage that's going to happen between them. Mm -hmm. So, I, what I brought up in class was like, I like you enough that I, I would be open to marrying you, but we got to see what that's going to look like. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about, hey, you know what? Um, my family, we we work um, to basically get in debt. That's what our life is. I don't know about saving money. I don't know about investments. I don't know about any of that stuff. I just live day to day, right? And it would be like, well, we don't. We We save 80% of it been only 20 right and this is where we're at so who's going to take care of the money when we get married
4: person who <clears throat> has a better sense of it
0: right I mean, and then i would have been like no you're not i'm the man i'm the one who's going to provide i'm the head of the house and you're going to do what i tell you to do which would be how my dad lived mm-hmm. right you start to figure these things out like oh
2: so that's what you mean by dating too mature yeah. like asking those questions mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because while you're dating and you're finding these things out, then it'd be like, cool, I find out this is not this is not what I want. This is not where the goal should be. Right. Um, but it's not just cutting her off It'd be like, you know, her saying, hey, you know what? I can see how that can be a problem for us in the future. Would you be open to doing financial peace?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. And that's the part it'd be like, well, yeah, I mean if it means it's that important to you and it's about us
4: sure i'll be willing to go and do that i think that's interesting cuz like dating to marry like when the kids start dating like marriage is pretty far off so you're pretty much saying there's no need to date right now just don't do it but this dating to maturity that makes a little more sense and when does it change to dating to maybe you never officially change in your head to date to marry you're still dating to maturity and then just one day you find that person right but I, I didn't have these constructs or whatever in, in my head. My goal at first was I, I, I'm watching all these movies and I, I want to kiss. So I'm dating. I, I want my first kiss, right? So I want to date someone to get that first kiss. And then then maybe there's, oh, I, everybody wants to be loved. They want to feel like they belong. They want to feel close to someone. And then the more perverse your brain gets, then you're, I want to date to just have sex. Or yeah. to to do whatever. I was in the uh, in the church, so it was like, oh, everything but sex.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So let's just do every, let's have as much fun as we can, but we won't go that that far. And then I'll still sort of be checking the box of still a, a virgin and all that. That's
2: so. kind of what Hut said this morning, mm-hmm.
4: right? Exactly. Like yeah. In the line. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> that was that was definitely me. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. So um, I was in the hallway. I, coughing up a storm, so I was oh, like, nah. Yeah. Um, but no, that's a, that's a great point because uh, one of the most tragic things is, what's going over this course, is that a lot of people get married just to get to sex. It's not, you know, they date to get to sex. They're not really dating to get to marriage. Mm-hmm. They just know they have to get married to go and go have sex. Mm-hmm. And that's why I brought up the lusting. Yeah. Like, are you doing it just for the lust factor?
2: And that's mostly people within the church, I would imagine, right? If they're growing up, uh, they're doing even, everything I, but everything se- but, but sex. So I have to get married to go all the
0: way. I think there's still people out there who have some sense of morality that it's still, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, this still happens, right? Um, you should wait because I, I have friends who don't even go to church and they've waited to have,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I mean, you waited
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you weren't even a believer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're, it's still out there. It's It's just like an
4: underlining morality, just a thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, which we, uh, week two, right? We talk about morality and uh, where it comes from, right? It's still the Holy Spirit working, so you don't have to be in the church in order for the the Spirit to work. But um, it it is one of those things because the church doesn't talk about sex. So when you're trying to talk about dating, right, it's one of the, well, don't date because you want to have sex or do these. And uh, the other topic was boundaries uh, within the dating Aspect right, and but it was more like friends, we talked about friend boundaries, but uh, it's just those examples is to one. What's been really great about this course is that we're talking about things that most people feel are taboo to talk about. So at least that way, as they're in college, as they're becoming uh, more into the world at work, and they meet people that are maybe not through the church. It's not to discredit those people. Then be like, oh, you can then take the test. Like, okay, they're not they're not here yet. Right. Think about like Kirk Cameron, right. Like, that dude was, like, super secular, but he liked the girl. What, what did he have to do? He's like, well, in order for me to date her, I need to go to church, right? And then God took care of the rest. And, you know, we had a, we have a, a family friend. Uh, they, were, they were going through that situation, too. And it's just suggesting, like, hey, you're right. We should be reaching out to people, but you have to guard your heart. Don't let your emotions fool you in thinking that, oh, you can lead somebody to salvation because we can't lead anybody to salvation. Only God does right but we have to be aware of like it's not going anywhere right and at that point it's like great I'm no longer going to be dating that person because it's it's not leading to where it's at but they were able to recognize that because of their parents right their parents had um, a good Christian background Um, you know they had life experiences just like we've had but they're watching out for them but they were they're a good example of what a Christian marriage looks like and what it should be and that's and I think that's where courtship should be important. But I think kids will be willing to court if the parents are that example.
1: Like we <clears throat> earlier, I got this vision of riding a bike. And just reflecting on it more as everybody continues to talk, we teach our kids to do everything, to do their homework, to brush their teeth, to you know, wash the dishes, we teach them to ride a bike. We can show them what it looks like when we can ride a bike. But then, you know, we're with them, you know, walk alongside, you know, put your feet on the ground, okay, training wheels, okay, you know, I'm right here with you. And then we let go, but we're still there. (coughs) And when they fall off, we pick them up, say, it's going to be all right, let's try it again. And I think that's what most parents are missing is we don't set the example. We don't walk them through a lot of the things, you know, stay close. This is how to do it. These are some things that you can learn on the way. We don't really let go, and we tend to judge them when they fall off the bike. And I think that's how we can both prepare our kids to be ready to date for marriage. Even courting, I think would fit in there, that we're showing them what right looks like, and then we're continuing to teach them what right looks like to prepare them, but understanding They're dirty rotten sinners like us and they're gonna fall off the bike. It's gonna happen. And I don't judge my son when he falls off the bike. Say that's gonna happen. You know, we still need to learn to ride the bike, but you're gonna fall off from time to time. And I think that's a healthy picture for parents helping their children to date well, are all of those things. Show them what right looks like. Teach them to do it, understand they're gonna fall off, encourage them, help them get back on the bike so that they can marry well, that they can set a godly example, that they can follow Christ in their marriage. I think it points to all the things that parents can do to help their children get ready to be married and to follow Christ.
3: So we've we've talked about this because we we were part of a church that pushed courting to the point where there were several couples who their first kiss was on at the altar on their wedding.
2: Um,
3: so we watched this model. Um, and, um, so we had a lot of conversations early in our marriage. And so to your analogy, one of the things that we recognized was the amount of pain that you and I individually went through in our, cause we didn't know each other till our twenties, but as teens, the, the emotional pain, um, that we went through while we were dating while in, dating as teens and, and young adults. Um, and so to your analogy, like those, like if, when our kids fall off off the bike, it's just, it's surface wounds. If they scrape their knee. It's going to be okay. It's literally going to heal. And one of the things that I'm, I just want to admit that it's it's scary to me as a parent is a lot of those emotional wounds, if we're using an analogy of the bike, they, they don't heal. They're not just surface. And so one of the things we I, I think as as we actually have a teenager, it's easy to speak in a bubble when our children are like two and we're watching these mo- like, oh, that's great. We definitely want our child to never not date at all and just kiss on their wedding day. But now we have teenagers and clearly like, <laughs> things change. Um, but but and you have to navigate it in the moment. But but that's still something that it is I do not want my kids to have some of the emotional scars that that we have from dating and so it, it it's it's kind of scary no it's not kind of it's scary <clears throat> to talk about dating to maturity knowing that that will cause heartbreak that that dating someone and then breaking up causes heartbreak and it's so it's about like when do we let like you are saying when do we let go and let them experience that heartbreak when do we step in and say this is toxic and and this is toxic and, and and you need to stop this kind of thing and um uh, and you know you know basically when do we let go of the bike and let them ride on their own and then be there to pick them up love the part about judging because i think that helps healing those emotional wounds when our parents are like yeah we told you so it's not helpful and doesn't help <laughs> heal the scar um or or if they even like I, I mean've I've talked to friends that their parents like encouraged that, like pushed them into dating, pushed them even into physical parts mm-hmm. of dating and and it was was like very detrimental to mm-hmm. their psyche, their emotional health. Um, and I think that's what's hardest is as parents of teenagers to navigate is I know what I did did wrong. I know what Sean did wrong. Um, I want to keep them healthy and not necessarily pure in a purity culture, but like, that their hearts are pure and they can stand up on their wedding day. Um and every moment after that, without this these like these emotional anchors that keep them from really bonding with their spouse, get put the giant obstacles that get in the way. The ones that were basically in our marriage and stuff. Without, you know, telling our kids all of the nitty-gritty things, but and without also telling them what to do because they're not you're not going to listen to it sometimes, you know. So,
0: yeah, that's tough. It's a tough thing to navigate. And it's a great way to segue because the other helpful <clears throat> way to dating is through friends. Right? Um it's having the right friends, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um you know, it's so, well, I think uh we we brought up the importance of friends, but let's say that um mm-hmm the, the one friend who probably is like super book, right? Like knows everything about the the Bible, right? it uh, can hold, hold you accountable. Let's say they're, they're are the opposite sex. Right. And we talked about that. Now I uh, uh, talked about friend zoning somebody and the issues that go there, but, um, what, what's your guys's view on that? Um, I can say from the outside, um, always had friends that, their parents, you know, that um, as they were going to church, like, you cannot have a male friend because he's up to no good. There's no such thing as a good guy. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and we, we, I'm still in that part. It's like, no, they're playing the long game. <laughs> you know, I mean? There's it's, uh, and I brought up a Dumb and Dumber where he was like, so you're saying I, I got a chance. <laughs> <But> still, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So. Um, I don't know what what's your your guys view being of the different sex and then being a, of the same sex, having that kind of relationship um how they can help each other hold hold each other kind of because it seems like I remember as a kid my friends what they said meant more than what my parents said yeah. i
4: mean i uh, in college for sure, I had way more girlfriends than I did guy mm-hmm. friends, and honestly, in my head. It, it, it was weird. I didn't um, think about getting with any of them. I was mainly because it was easier to make girls laugh. <laughs> I, 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 I I had this, like, little group of, like, I don't know. I was a comedian, and they laughed at me. So, But <laughs> Heather was a part of that, and so she became a friend, and I and, think and God used that to flirt or something. We won't talk about all the in between where we hated each other but <laughs> but we it, god redeemed it ultimately in the long run uh it
5: was definitely necessary to be good friends first to i guess see all of his quirks. Uh, yes work sure <laughs> i told him i've told him several times It's like like i knew you in high school I would never marry Jean. <laughs> because he would tell me all these stories. So it's just, it definitely took time. And um, I don't know, just seeing him for who he was, not like, oh, I want to date this guy. And then you're all nervous about, you know, all of those um, things that come with that. But it was just hanging out, doing photo shoots, you
4: know, just friends. Because you, you, you are kind of putting up a fake persona when you date i think Mm -hmm. you're trying to put all the good stuff out you want to hide all the bad kind of like selling a used car you want to make sure they see all the good stuff so that they don't not not go forward and (laughs) yeah
0: so so since you guys were friends um Mm -hmm. did you guys have a a relationship before you were a couple that you held each other accountable to, to the things they were doing or not really
5: that ever really
4: came up no we were just friends in a light sense like mm-hmm. like I said we, we hung out together I enjoyed hearing her laugh I thought she looked pretty um, there was a moment I yeah when she was a friend when I first met her I was like oh I like her like and she was the first out of this whole group of girls that I had really had that feeling about and it was actually because I was friends with her high school friend that was the only reason why I even met her.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <clears throat> so if I hadn't been friends with this other girl, mm-hmm. uh, I would have never met her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think
5: those kind of things ever came
4: up. <laughs> no, I, I, also I, I don't think even though I was we were in, in ACU, we were very spiritual, I think. but when it came to that kind of stuff, I just I wasn't thinking about it. And, I mean, I still had my own demons going on about pornography and stuff. So I had my own secret world going on as well going to ACU. So uh, I think maybe some of that kind of
2: uh,
4: stunted or uh, crippled my thinking as far as relationships go. So
5: if I, I wasn't thinking
4: about keeping a relationship holy at yeah. all.
5: But if I would have known about that, that definitely would have been something that, I mean, it could have hurt our friendship actually, but, um, you know, I kind of wish I would have known about that kind of stuff a long time ago because maybe I could have helped them, you know, back then because me, I was the stereotypical goody two shoes, you know, I just never did anything. I I liked boys, but I wasn't like, you know, I want to date and all this stuff. I dated one kid for like two months, he's my next door neighbor. You know, it was playing like very like wholesome all that stuff. And then I had all these guy friends in high school. And I loved hanging out with them. But there was also that feeling of like kinda knew they liked me in a different oh, way and that's cool. what you were talking <laughs>
0: about <Cool. laughs> that's so true
5: yeah. <laughs> i do not think that for the most part i'm not saying 100 percent. i do not think for the most part that girls and boys can be just friends without even just even just the thoughts you know like it's not a big deal like oh she's pretty i like fair. I like her personality you know like, whatever that's fine i'm not saying they all want to like kiss each other or whatever but oh, i did true. have those times where i had to say you no, know, we're just friends. boundaries. Yeah, because I did have friends in the same group that they would literally make out with each other and then they would switch. <laughs> oh, And make no. out with the other. And I'm just like, I'm out, y'all. <laughs> I did not understand that at all. So I, I didn't have my first kiss till I was 19. I was just like, it wasn't part of my world, really. And then... I have this polar opposite, which is, you know, I hate that he had that exposure and all that stuff happened, but I wish, yeah, I would have known about that, but it never came up. It was just fun times, and you know, in school. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, when y'all were friends, did you, like, hang out just with each other, or was it wasn't always in a group setting? Okay. Sometimes. It wasn't very
4: often. It would be rare. Yeah.
2: yeah,
5: but it was mainly, like, music. Like, we loved 80s music mm-hmm. together, so, it, like, we would always,
2: like, you know, hang out with that kind well, of i mean sometimes we'd have long
4: drives I, I would take her back home or something so that's three hours in the car together
2: yeah. so, so would you consider that
4: like dating
2: at, at that would, point or no I were would, strictly in my head,
4: but obviously yeah. we were building a bond we were, yeah. there was something building because
5: i think because he was so comfortable with girls and i was so comfortable with boys at that time at that age we didn't see that as like oh my gosh i'm so nervous you know right. it was just like we're friends. Right.
4: Like I would I created a playlist of just like soundtracks from uh movies and it would be a guessing game, so I would make her guest. Yeah. And so I'm, I would make, like, these little...
5: At the same time, that was on the trip that we then became a couple. Yes. Yes.
4: <laughs> But that was, that was before, yeah,
5: so... That <laughs> so definitely involved.
0: He just yeah. chipped it in, <laughs> chipped it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so we're going to come back to the friend zone. because okay. Obviously, they didn't want to answer this in class. I feel like... You, so when you put your friends in the friend zone, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was that like? Like, did they... Yeah. Were they like dumb and dumber? Be like, I'm going to still try. I'm (laughs) going to still try. I think
5: one of them, yes, in particular. Um, So much so that after I uh, went off to college, he would still come and hang out, unbeknownst to me, with my sisters. (gasps) It was like he wanted to be part of my community. (laughs) And it's kind of endearing in a way because I just, I love this guy to this day. It's like one of those people that I like, I love to hug him and he's just like, this big, big bear hug. I just love him. I don't know why. But um, but I just could never go that way in my mind. But I know, yes, that he would have definitely, at any moment, if I said go, okay, let's do it.
0: <laughs> How often did you have to remind him of the boundaries? Just because you're, you're talking about um, hugs, right? Because we brought it yes. up in class. It's like, oh, is it side hug? Is it full embrace? You're you talking know, about like a full embrace. So. At
5: that age, I probably, <clears> I wasn't as aware of how that affected him possibly, you know what I mean? Like now we're both married, like we're totally past that. Like it's a totally different kind of relationship. But at the time I definitely um, probably did a lot of those hugs and those hangouts that I didn't, I didn't realize how that probably affected him. Mm -hmm. So my boundaries wise, it was, it was just me you know, saying no, we're not going to date or whatever. But it did. Thankfully, it wasn't super hard after that. But they always want to. You know, they still want to hang out and stuff because I think, in the end, maybe they thought they had a shot. I don't
0: know. <laughs> but it, I and I think that's what. I think that's why. It's probably suggested that you shouldn't have that kind of friendships. You know what I mean the, but then the what part what
2: you do, like, do you just break off that friendship? That that feels wrong, too, right?
0: Like, no. I, maybe not the level of, like, when we think about someone who's friend-zoned, they're more than just, like, a friend, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, we hang out. That's, right? But the, the person that's in a friend-zone, they're, they're in a friend-zone because they know they want to be committed to you, and they're willing to be there for you, knowing that there's not going to be that relationship up front and there's the hopes at least this is just my oh that you're right mm-hmm. and it's like that I'm gonna catch her slipping one day and what that that's I'm oh, in right energy. and so and sometimes it's it, it sucks because it's like oh when the the person you get friends on by does that and the person that was talking about how her and her friend are that she's like I, I don't touch I don't do this we do hug but like she knew her boundary understood like there's not going to be
4: a confusion whatsoever mm-hmm. in that i actually had a little instances of that where i was a friend to someone who was actually dating someone else and i would hear the problems and all that stuff and i ended up coming in between like great relationships uh but they never really broke it off with this other person so it was like two or three that i don't know why i but in my head i'm like well they're not married this isn't this isn't uh is it, but did I set some sort of like thing in my head saying uh, loyal? I don't know. Questioning loyalty? I don't know. Um, allowing the future like marriage, like kind of saying, well, it's not a big deal. I don't know. Is is there some something that we should put down about dating, saying still be loyal to this person and don't don't do something with someone else? If you want to do something with someone else, you need to break it off here, right? I don't know. That's my own little questioning and when I found myself in these crazy little relationships that (laughs) I then felt like I loved this person and they weren't breaking up with this other person. It's like, this is my own doing,
5: right? Yeah. That did happen to me once as well in college. I totally forgot about that.
1: (laughs) So I've been trying to think before I speak (laughs) and just (laughs) reflecting on it. There were three girls in high school that I had those relationships with that Two of them repeatedly said, Sean, that's stupid. Stop doing that. There was never any romantic interaction between us. And, you know, I thought they were cute. They weren't wretched people. They weren't ugly. But because it kind of started that way, it stayed that way. That, you know, and I was drawn to the relationship because they would tell me the truth. And, you know, we. I was on track team with one. Um, I was on student council with the other two. And it was just, we could coexist in a relationship where we could tell each other the truth. And they knew that, maybe that's why they didn't weren't interested in me because they knew all the stupid stuff I was doing, um, but they tell me about it. And so it, it drew me into the, kept me in the relationship with them. And I was able to speak in their life too, you know, as they would date somebody else or like, you know, Hey, altruistically saying, you know, Like, watch out for that or be careful. And they would tell me the same thing. So I know it's possible because I tried to date everything that was moving um, around me for a long time. And these three three young women, it was my junior and senior year of high school, there was no chance it was ever going to happen. But it was good in and of itself. So I know it's possible, but I think it's possible because it started that way. And we kept doing it. So we started with... A healthy spot and we're able to keep doing it i wouldn't recommend that boys try to be friends with other girls but most of jackson's friends at church are girls so i'm paying attention to it but i'm also thinking that they push back they they <laughs> say you know hey that's that's dumb that's stupid and, and they they challenge him. in fact we were just talking about that last week that we think that's part of the reason it works and i shouldn't be surprised because that worked for me too. <clears throat> So, determining the
0: relationship's important right from the beginning yeah. defining but, yeah. yeah, and then <clears throat> and I mentioned it in class it 's like before you go have that kind of relationship with like a, a friend with the opposite sex is you have to determine that yourself to you, like this is what that relationship 's going to be, yeah. so you don 't get caught up in your feelings, mm-hmm. and then that way you can clearly communicate that to the person like. Mm-hmm. And, you know and it's to me like you're like my brother <laughs> i was like how dare you i have
4: enough siblings i don't need another one sean you said something that I, like they knew you or something and you know, I feel like something about we desire to be real and we <clears> desire <throat> to see us as real and i think when like, you're dating like i said you put out this fake front so when you're already friends with this person and you've already broken through, there's no fakeness. So you can't be fake with this person. They know when you're fake. So it's like, you're already starting to kind of build that relationship and you already feel, I-, I can be real around you and I actually like it. I don't have to be fake. I don't have to start from ground zero. Like we're already much more elevated than someone who's just starting dating. So like, it kind of makes sense to date someone you're friends with because they've already... Peered into you a little bit. You kind of see some of the bad things and the good things, and so you're you're already kind of a, a few steps ahead. So, I think that's probably, a better way to do it than just be blind, walking it like blind dates. I think I did that a couple of times. That was ridiculous.
5: Yeah. Too much pressure.
3: Catfish.
2: Yeah. So
0: I I
3: think
0: at at the end of the day, it, whether it be male friend, female friend, same or opposite, opposite sex, it's just a like really clear defined, this is what our friendship is. And I think it, it just helps because like you're saying, they held you accountable. And that's something that we really need as we're dating is someone to hold us accountable. Because when our parents try to hold us accountable, we're going to be like, you're old. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, no. But when someone of your own age, your own peer tells you, or even a mentor, Right. It's a little bit more hard hitting, like, OK, you're right. And see your point. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, and I, and I said in class, like, I wish I had friends like you had female friends to have been like, I'm not sure if it would have changed anything, but I think I would have, you know, like, hey, are you realizing, like, the amount of damage you're causing somebody? And yeah. would you be OK if someone did that to me? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And I mean, like, I didn't have that. So uh, so I don't ever want to this. Discourage having a friend that can hold you accountable that's of the opposite sex, no. because it's a whole different perspective, you know. And when we talked about the important um, masturbation week, right? In hearing your guys's point of view, like that was very effective. Like, you know, to hear my wife say, like, I was screaming inside. Like, man, that like it broke my heart to hear you say that, you know. And and if we were just friends and you were to tell me that, I'd be like, I was like, I'm gonna go tell your husband because. That you know what I mean? It, it's so effective to, to hear when someone that you care about that much, that it's like, oh, it has nothing to do with loss. It has nothing to do with me gaining something. That it's more effective. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, is there anything that uh, that I skipped by any chance? Heather, you're
2: taking notes. Did you have something additional? Oh, please do. Yes. Um,
5: mainly, I was writing down how like Clint and I we dated for two years. Before I was like thinking, okay, where is this going? You know, I don't, I love him. I want to be with him. But like, if this isn't going anywhere, like, I need to go do something else. <clears throat> right. So, talking to our kids about that um, and just making sure that they're communicating that to that person because I mean, nobody wants to spend. Seven years. I mean, I, we have friends that did that, and I don't know. But at the same time, they they moved in together, and during that dating time, and so
4: um, the old the old, yeah. the old cliche why why buy the cow when you can get the milk?
5: Yes, <laughs> yes,
4: exactly. Horrible
5: phrase. Yeah, still.
0: that's true. Yeah, but well, you know, that's interesting about the moving in thing because it's not a cow. <laughs> there, there's people at <laughs> the church that move in with their boyfriends they're like well we're basically already engaged so it's okay for us and I think you brought it up mm-hmm. in class uh, the part of like hey just because you're gonna get married doesn't mean you should already start doing the married activities mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean because um I know I, our one of the faults that we had was kind of like oh let's try to move in together and figure out if it's gonna work you know and it was awful it was awful living together huh so, yeah. so, so it's pretty much she's like she packed my bag she's like
4: peace well, you're married if you do it the right way you're, you're inviting the spirit <clears throat> into that and so if you're doing something outside of marriage you're kind of going into it without the spirit there because he's not going to sign off on it right now yeah. so he's probably going to allow some horrible things to happen you could probably ruin a relationship due to that and say oh we dodged a bullet there when you actually probably <laughs> ruined something that would have been a great marriage if you'd done it the yeah. right way Mm -hmm. if the spirit was involved and you both had the spirit within within you saying hey let's don't talk like that or treat this other Mm way
5: yeah just a thought and then also i was just writing down like i say like a lot i noticed that as i'm doing this sorry (laughs) um watching my parents they had a really good marriage and were very respectful to each other that i remember and and all that but i do remember that my mom didn't want to tell the hard things sometimes or tell the mistakes. And I'm not saying we should tell everything like you were saying before, but you know, making them aware, uh, okay, but this could happen. You know, me being a very naive kid, I could have easily gotten into some bad stuff and I'm so grateful. I was just, I don't know, just never happened. But, um, just making them aware of those hard things and those mistakes that happened to them. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you find out certain things, you're like, oh, like why'd you hide that from me? You know, uh, maybe that could have helped. If, <clears throat> I mean, I, I didn't have that situation, but what if I had and then, oh, that could have helped me or whatever. So. I think it makes it more real for
2: the kids, too. If the yes. parents are open and honest, yes. it's more of a, okay, they... It, They're not just saying it to say it, like they've been through it and it's more meaningful almost.
5: And when you come upon those things,
2: you see, oh,
5: okay. Like you're not just blindsided by
0: Mm -hmm. everything. So, yeah. And then, you know, we, we discussed it and you weren't, first of all, you guys feeling better? I'm sorry that I didn't ask beforehand. I'm such a horrible <laughs> friend. Yeah. But you see how it's very like Jeff, you forgot to ask him how they're feeling. <laughs> they're you just, oh, yeah. yeah, they were sick. So he, Sean, Sean couldn't come to class on Wednesday. Um, we, we talked about that. Even if and we as parents fail our kids, we as men have to be intentional knowing your guys' kids, mm. knowing who they are, so we can be available to them as well, to be like, oh, even when you may give them bad advice, and they come up and say, "Hey, dad, told me this," and be like, "Oh, well, one, I don't want to contradict your dad, but I think I should go talk to your dad and and see about that." You know, thanks for sharing. I think we have to create those kind of spaces, and um, as mentors and as friends, and as we create friends, as you guys start to create friends, that's what you want is to be able to talk to each other and still hold the person that's holding you accountable accountable to you, right? Because it's tricky because we're talking about marriage, right? The, the goal is to get married and what, what did Jesus say about marriage? Let no man separate what God puts together, right? I know I said it wrong but that's the, the gist of it. So we have to take that into consideration, the seriousness of that, right? And, uh, and be able to walk through that.
4: So We want to say what Paul said. <laughs> <laughs> said, if, if you can do without marriage do without. <laughs> but if you pine for the flesh get married <laughs> Exactly. I got married
5: We <laughs> appreciate y'all talking about this stuff because I mean Owen being 11 11 and a half now I haven't really thought about these things and I'm so glad to have this conversation and think about the things that we need to start slowly talking about
0: Yeah, and, important and we have to be open to hearing their their advice on stuff cuz sometimes they have more clarity on things than we do yeah. you know and uh um, cuz i was in the hallway i had a conversation with the a young man in the in the high school group and i mean he he blessed me so much to to realize like this group does here of like with the transgender with all these different things like they're fully immersed in that world we we were really sprinkled of it right yes. and so the way they're able to handle that and how to love those people blesses us to be able to, Oh, okay. I can handle it that way too. Right. And, um, so it's just an honor that God put us in this class to be able to discuss not only with the young adults, but like now the high schoolers are asking me about the course too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, like, wow. And then for grown adults to ask us about the course, I think it's just amazing how the spirit works. Like, Hey, this is something that needs to happen. If we're going to fight the world, which is a, which ends in our course is, you know, um, having Jesus in our life in this sexualized world, we need to know how they write the art of war, right? We, we, we need to know our enemy, you know, so and us being able to speak about these things and learn from each other, just like, uh, you know, the first book that uh, we studied was Job uh, and learning about Elihu coming and teaching those men i was like wow that's that's awesome it gave me an ability to be like i'm not going to discredit younger people you mm-hmm. know and, uh, and let them bless me as much as i'm going to bless them through through christ
1: to that point you know paul tells sympathy don't let anybody look down on you because of your youth as i've said before we all need nathan somebody who's more experienced to speak into our life we all need jonathan who could say that's stupid stop mm-hmm. it and we all need a Timothy that we can encourage, teach, but also recognize that we're going to learn things from them. That was exactly, you weren't even there, but that was our men's retreat. That was the
4: entire thing. It was being a mentor, who you can be a mentor to, who, who's a mentor to you. So literally what you just said is our elements retreat, so mm, it's pretty wow. incredible that you, I was like, did
1: you, <laughs> did you just get the summary? You didn't need <laughs> to go, he already
2: knew all that. I, I, I knew. I
1: knew. The mic is on the stand, so I can't quite drop it. <laughs> <laughs> you can knock it over. <laughs>
2: Checkmate.
4: <laughs> uh, well, uh, just because you put somebody in the friend zone, I mean, they can end up being your spouse. I mean, I I think I was trying to do that to Heather. I was like, I'm going to UNT. I don't want anything to really start, so you're just my friend. And then God had a different plan for that. So so the response would be like, Ew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh my Brothers, always will you pray us out. All
1: right. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, thank you for life. We thank you for freedom. Lord, I thank you for our spouses. Lord, that you you modeled what perfect relationship looks like. Lord, you gave us examples of what wrong looks like, what right looks like, and how we can get from one to the other. Lord, I pray that you would teach us as parents that we would have wisdom to lead our children. other Father, you would teach us as peers to sharpen each other To move us closer to you, Lord, and in our personal walks, that we would study your word, that we would seek you, we'd become more like you. Father, we thank you for the young men and women who have blessed us with the opportunity to teach and learn together. We thank you for, for our spouses, we thank you for our children, we thank you for this church, Lord. Help us to be a light in this dark world. Give us the courage to speak the truth in love. May we all become more like you every day. pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: This concludes this week's podcast. Just remember, when the world tries to get you to backslide, all you got to say is, Nah, bro!